What if God could change your life in three seconds? Don't believe he can? God, he's moving throughout this world, doing amazing things, saving people, redeeming people, and I am just one of the many people that he has touched. When I first met God, it felt like 20 minutes, but in reality, it was only three seconds. If God could do that for me, why not you? My name is Nick, and I'm a local church pastor in the state of Washington. Join me as we go before God to have a three-second moment. Hi, welcome to the Three Second Moment Podcast. You are listening to episode 10 titled Experiencing Freedom from Sin. But before we get into the content of today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys that we have an email. It is number three second moment at gmail.com. Number three second moment at gmail.com. And through that email, you can send in all your feedback, all your suggestions, and all of your prayer requests. This is just my way of trying to give back to you guys. This is just my way of trying to be a blessing to you guys. And so, you know, feel free to email me and let me know other ways that this podcast could be a blessing to you. Okay, and that's number three, second moment at gmail.com. The other announcement that I want to make is if you haven't noticed, the intro is kind of different. The outro is also kind of different. And it's because I had some technical issues. I lost everything that I kind of set up. And so I had to redo everything, which is the reason why it sounds a little different and, and, and all that stuff. But I really tried to keep the same essence. Okay, so yeah, that's the reason why you're hearing a difference. Um, if you if you've noticed, um, but you know we're still here. We're still doing the same thing. Okay, we're, I'm still trying to provide to you God's word to bless you wherever you're at right now, so that you may continue to walk in the fullness of Christ. And so, anyways, let's get into today's content. Today's content we are looking at this topic of experiencing freedom from sin. Right? One of the most common issues all Christians face, you and I face, is this disconnect between what is known and what is experienced. This is particularly seen in the area of sin. Right In this area, this is a real battle. We know that we have been forgiven. We know that we have been freed by the grace of Jesus Christ. We know that we are no longer slaves to sin, but have been made into the very children of God. Yet our experience of sin, particularly our habitual sins, make us believe otherwise. Brother or sister who is listening right now, know that you can never outsin the grace of God. The blood of Jesus Christ is so precious, so infinitely valuable, that it is enough to pay for all your sins, past, present, and future, as well as to forgive you again and again. This is how great the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is. This is how far-reaching His mercy extends. This is how immeasurable His love is for us. You who have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior have been given the right to become a child of God. So rejoice and never doubt your status before God, for your status as a child was not earned by your own merit, but given as a gracious gift by God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But the question today is, how can we experience freedom from sin particularly habitual sin. And for that, 
I want us to turn to Romans chapter 6. Here in Romans chapter 6, this is the passage that has spoken to me the most because actually I'm just going to read into it, okay? And you'll see. It says this, What then? Starting in verse 15. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, right? You used to be slaves to sin. You have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of God. Amen. You see, this passage right here blew me away because I don't know about you guys, but I struggled with and I continue to still struggle to a different degree with habitual sin. And when I was struggling with this sin, whatever your sin is, maybe you can picture that and maybe you can remember that as I'm speaking right now. But when I was struggling with the sin, man, I wanted freedom. I wanted true freedom from my heart and in my mind. And so I asked God, God, how can I be free? And he turned me here to Romans 6. All of a sudden, as I was praying, Romans 6 to 8 was highlighted in my mind. And I said, okay, let me look there. And when I started to read Romans 6, what really spoke to me is this. In verse 18, he says, You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. This he repeats again in verse 22. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. And when I was reading this passage, God was showing to me, he says, do you believe this, Nick? Do you believe that you have been set free? That this is a matter of fact, that this is definite, and that you have become a slave to righteousness? And when I was looking at that passage, I was like, I don't know, God, if I can actually believe that. Because my experience of my habitual sin tells me otherwise, Lord. I don't feel like I have become a slave to righteousness. But the question for you and the question for me that God was posing to me was this. Do you 
believe. You see, brothers and sisters, the fight that we fight is called the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. Our spiritual battle is a battle of faith. It's a battle of righteousness. It's a battle of love. But it begins, brothers and sisters, with our faith. Do you believe? That's what God asked me. Do you believe that you have become a slave to righteousness? That just as you were a slave to sin, where even though you may not want it, you may not have wanted to sin, that you just couldn't help but sin, that you were a slave to sin in that way. But that just as you were a slave to sin in that way, that you have now become a slave to righteousness. That just as before, you couldn't help but sin. Now that you are my child, you cannot but help but to live your life in right relationship with me. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can believe that right now, but your word says it. God, help me in my unbelief. Help me to believe in what your word says says you see brothers and sisters our acknowledgement of our sin is not enough for freedom from our sin freedom from our sin comes through the continual presentation of our whole selves in the presence of god before his word his word our fight brothers and sisters is the fight of faith do you believe All of what God says in the gospel about us. Do you believe that when the Bible says that you have become a slave to righteousness, that you right now, if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, if you have been born again and the Holy Spirit dwells within you, and you've been growing and maturing in Christ through the Holy Spirit, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, if this is you, do you believe the full Gospel, do you believe that you have become a slave to righteousness? It begins there, brothers and sisters. Do you still believe that you are a slave to sin? Because the gospel right here tells us that you are no longer a slave to sin. You are a slave to righteousness. And so that voice that tells you that you are a slave to sin, that is not the voice of God. That is the voice of an enemy. So reject that in Jesus' name and instead put on the clothes of Christ, His righteousness that has set you free. Definitely for sure, you have been set free and you have become a slave to righteousness. Not you are becoming, not you will become, but you have become. Do you believe that, brother or sister? Do you believe that for yourself? Do you believe the full gospel or do you still believe that you were who you were before you met Jesus, before Jesus broke through into your life, saved you, redeemed you? Because God, he doesn't give himself. He doesn't give his blessings in Christ Jesus in part. He gives it wholly and fully. For Ephesians chapter 1 says this, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. Do you believe that, brother and sister? May you believe that today. That by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, not by our merits, but by His grace, we have become a slave to righteousness. We have become set free from our sin. 
It starts there, brothers and sisters. But the practical steps now, I'm going to give you some practical steps. The practical steps now, it begins first with that faith. Do you believe the truth? Because it's the truth that will set you free. Set your heart upon that truth, brothers and sisters, that we've been talking about over these minutes. Believe that truth, that you have been a slave, you have become a slave of righteousness. And now here are the practicals, right? Here are the practicals. When we look at Romans chapter 6, verse 17, it says this, But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. And so a lot of times when we're struggling with habitual sin, we think that it's a heart issue. And it's true. James tells us that sin is a heart issue. No matter how you've been broken, no matter what sins other people have committed against us, our sins come out of our heart, right? And so this this is so important right here that we have come to obey from our heart. How have we come to obey from our heart? Step number one is this, allegiance. Right? It says that you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Where does your allegiance lie? When you sin, because here's the thing, brothers and sisters, we are not perfect, but that doesn't excuse us from justifying or excusing our sin. Right? So when we do sin, let us repent. But when we sin, we hear, we're going to hear two voices, either the voice of God or the voice of sin. The voice of sin will say that you're condemned. The voice of sin will say that you're still a slave to sin. The voice of sin will still say that your heart is impure, is crooked, and it's wrong, and it's twisted. And you know what? In that moment, that voice of sin is true. But you cannot let the voice of sin overcome the voice of God. For the voice of God says, if you come to me, I will cleanse you. I will forgive you. I will restore righteousness in your life and in your heart. Where does your allegiance lie, brothers and sisters? When you sin, step number one, your allegiance, who you put your allegiance into will determine the master and will determine the blessing that you receive. If it's of sin, then guess what? You'll be under the curse of sin. If it's God, then you will receive the blessing of God. And so when you sin, where does your heart truly lie? Does it, is it going to believe the voice of sin that says that you're condemned, that God hates you, that he'll never forgive you? Or are you going to believe the voice of God where he says, I will forgive you? I, I love you so much. My grace is sufficient for you. Which voice will you believe? Where is your allegiance? Where will it lie? So step number one is allegiance, right? Where is your allegiance, brothers and sisters? The other practical step, we're gonna actually going to go over to Luke chapter 9. And this is a very famous part of the Bible. It's the cost of discipleship. Here in Luke chapter 9, this is where Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and pick up his cross daily and follow me. You see, what Jesus is describing here is the act of abiding. It, and it's also the process of sanctification. That's what discipleship is. Discipleship is abiding. Discipleship includes abiding and discipleship includes sanctification. And so what Jesus is describing here in Luke chapter 9, the cost of discipleship is the process of sanctification, is the act of abiding. So let's break this down. Whoever wants to be my disciple must, number one, deny himself, right? This is what it is, guys. We must deny ourselves, right? We must, our prayers and our lifestyles must reflect this prayer that, that Jesus prayed at Gethsemane. Not as I will, but let your will be done. 
And this is also repeated in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, where he says, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Right? So this is the beginning. Deny yourself. Do not live for your own will, for your own good pleasure, but live for the will of God. This also ties in with allegiance, if you can see that. Right? The next step is this, is to pick up our cross daily. But what does it mean to pick up our cross? The cross is the place where Jesus in the flesh died. In his flesh, he put to death sin. He died for our sin. And that's also where we died to our sins. So on the cross is where Jesus died for our sins and where we also have died to our sins as we spiritually join Jesus Christ in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And notice that Jesus says to pick up our crosses daily. Our death to sin is a daily death, not just a one-time death. For temptation tends to, be, tends to repeatedly knock at our doors. But just as temptation knocks, so also Jesus Christ knocks. And would we only open our doors to Him? We die daily to our sins and we live daily to God. And the third thing is here is follow me. Right? Deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow me. Follow me means to obey Christ's teachings. Do not let your sins prevent you from giving God glory through your obedience. I always tell God, even in my weakness and sin, you are still worthy of glory. And if I could give you just a smidge of glory today, then that will be a great day. Not only this, but when we obey God, He gives and fills us with His joy to strengthen us to continue to live a life of faith. This whole process of denying yourself, picking up your cross daily, and following Him, obeying God, giving yourself to His Word, this whole process is known as abiding. And as we abide in Christ, He shall bear His spiritual fruit within us for His glory and our sanctification. I'm so sorry, but I want to go into one more Bible verse, okay? John chapter 8, right? If we turn to John chapter 8, I'm trying to just give you guys everything. So if you guys need to, please, please listen to this podcast again, okay? I know that so many of us right now, because of quarantine, are struggling with our sins, particularly our habitual sins. And so please hear this teaching. I think this is so vital. And I'm just trying to give you as much of God's word as I possibly can in this time frame. And so John chapter 8 says this. Right? If you hold to my teaching, in verse 31, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Right? So that what Jesus say, is saying here is, if we hold on to his teachings, then we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. Right? To hold to Jesus' teachings implies a duration of time. Right, Holding implies a duration of time. Holding on to something can only be verified through the test of time. So the true fight, brothers and sisters, is the fight of faith, of holding on to God's word, even though we may not be experiencing the freedom it promises at this very moment. For God's promises are all yes in Christ, and it is through Christ that we, the church, cry out our amen. Right? God is not unfaithful so as to make the promises in His word void. No, God is faithful, brothers and sisters. His power is experienced through faithfulness, which is faith over a duration of time. And so this is what I always tell my brothers. Right? I tell them this, right? 
that even when you sin, you do not fail. You only fail if you give up in your fight against sin. Right? Psalm 24, I mean, Proverbs 24, 16 says, For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. So even though you may fall seven times, even though you may fall every single day of the week, do not give up, but get back up. So long as you hold on to hope in Jesus Christ, you have succeeded. For in that steadfast hope, you are declaring that God is faithful and true. He will surely come. You shall surely see the goodness of the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, please do not be dismayed or discouraged. Your sin says that you are condemned, but God's word says that you have been set free by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Who would you rather believe, sin or God? For whichever one you choose to believe in shall be your master. Let your allegiance be to God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk the road of the disciple, denying yourself, picking up your cross daily, and following Jesus. And hold on to God's word as if your life depends on it, because it does. And so brothers and sisters, reject the lie that you are still a slave to your sin. That is a lie. The truth is this. You have become a slave to righteousness. And so let us pray. Father God, I just pray for all my brothers and my sisters right now. And God, even though I, I know that I feel like I dumped so much information, so much of your word to them, God, I just pray and hope, Holy Spirit, may you take the words that you have spoken today and would you put them and penetrate them into the hearts of these brothers and sisters whom I and you love so dearly, God. God, may you help them to set them free from their sin, Lord God, to from one degree to another, God, for you take us from one degree of glory to another degree, and we continue to build and to climb. And so, Father God, I am excited. I'm excited to hear the testimonies from my brothers and my sisters of how you have given them victory over their sin. And so, God, we thank you, Lord, and we love you so much. Bless my brothers and my sisters, and in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. And so I hope that you guys were blessed, that God was able to bless you guys so that you may be able to keep in step with the Spirit, walk in the fullness of Christ, and champion the gospel till the day that you die. Please tune in next time in episode 11 where we are going to be talking about the difference between religion and relationship. I'm really excited for that episode. I hope you will be too. And so I hope you guys have a great day. I'll see you next time. Peace.